know. You know, you know who's never going to know whether you wash those things, hand wash them or not. My <laughs> parents who are out of town. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Don't put that on the pod. <laughs> You just give me a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> Colson just going wild, using the dishwasher <laughs> for all the Man. wine glasses. That's right. Unbelievable. <laughs> Dishes are done, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, just prepare to. Uh, It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Yeah, so just prepare to. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. I feel like you you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepared to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch in unbeatable goodness. Welcome Pacers fans. You were listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is February 16th, 2020, and this is episode 431. This show, we're going to discuss a one-in-one week for the Pacers, including games against Brooklyn and Milwaukee, as well as some of the action from All-Star Weekend. Joining me this week are all three of our analysts, coast-to-coast, like buttered toast. First, for the nation's capital, Washington, D.C., it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebeatables? Shout out to uh, All Star 2021 in Indianapolis, less than a year away now. Shout out! Shout out! Shout out! From Indianapolis, Indiana, he's our in house bartender mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles, John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? Here's to having the whole team back together. It's been a while. Shout out. Cheers to that. Shout out. And from Boise, Idaho, out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper. Happy All-Star Weekend, fellas. Happy All-Star Weekend. It's the most magical time of the year. (laughs) (laughs) Well, before we get into our show, just want to remind you, you can support us anytime you shop at Amazon. If you just click the link in the show notes or go to theunbeatables.com slash Amazon and small... If you just go to theunbeatables.com <laughs> slash Amazon, a small percentage of uh, your purchase will come back to us, and it helps support what we do. Well, it was a short week. It was uh, you know going into All-Star Weekend. We just had two games uh, for the Pacers. Uh, first one, Monday, February 10th, at home versus the lowly Brooklyn Nets. We still lost that one, 106-105. Sabonis had a triple-double, 23, 10, and 11. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie had a fantastic game, mostly from the line, if I remember correctly. Um, 21 points, 11 assists, and the game-winning uh, jumper that uh, that iced it. Uh, the second game, Wednesday, February 12th, versus uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, who, of course, are uh, really fantastic this year. Uh, but without Giannis Antetokounmpo, who... Uh, was uh, spending time with his family after the birth of his first child. 
Uh, but Pacers win this one, 118-111. T.J. Warren went bananas, 35 points, 7 rebounds, 4 steals. Malcolm Brogdon uh, had some really solid stretches there, ends with 17 points and 13 assists. One on one week, we you know we, uh, we we lost to the team we're supposed to beat and uh, you know beat the team we're supposed to lose to, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> it's another week in Pacers Nation. <laughs> yeah. Harper, uh, what do you take away from this week? Uh, I mean, it was really nice to get a win before the All Star yeah. break. Finally, I mean, I guess we did. Uh, <laughs> I guess I did not mention uh, here. I, yeah, I, I guess it was nice to. Not go into the All Star break with a seven game losing streak, just a six one that we broke uh, before going in. Uh huh. Against an Antetokounmpo-less deer team, but I I will take it. I will take anything at this point. Um, a win is a win is a win. Hopefully, our team can take a couple days here. Um, you know, everybody can chill out, get their heads right, and come back ready to uh, turn it on and down the home stretch here. No, yeah, that's absolutely right. That that game had all the elements that you want, I guess, encapsulated in one game. It was, you know, the Pacers came out and played some of the best basketball that they played in since Oladipo came back, basically. You yep. know, we're up by 18 or 20 at some point against uh, this Bucks team, really moving the ball around well, sharing it, playing defense, you know, uh, creating deflections and then offense, easy offense off of those deflections. Uh, and then also had to face adversity. I mean, Milwaukee craw- crawled back into that game, um, played some really excellent defense, I thought. Um, got within four, and the Pacers were able to execute down the stretch and make tough plays when they needed to. Um, and so that gives confidence on you know a couple ends. It shows that, A, we can play at a really high level, and, B, we can play well in the last five minutes and outduel, you know, a team, a professional basketball team, despite the fact that they're missing their best player. But still. Yeah, they were without Giannis, but I, I believe they've uh, been without Giannis, I think it was five or six games this season, and they've yet to lose. So it's not True. like this team is bad without him. Um, there's a reason they're on pace for 70 wins. This is a very good team. And when they put it on us defensively, particularly in that third quarter, you know, we struggled. But you're right. We bounced back. We found ways to uh, share the basketball. Um, I thought, uh, for me, this was Vic's best game since he's been back. Um, he uh, was 5 of 7 from the floor with 4 assists. It was the first time where I didn't feel like he was trying to trying to do too much. He was playing yeah. within the offense. Uh, uh, TJ Warren was brilliant in this game and had it going. Uh, he was 16 of 19 in this game. And uh, Brogdon was doing uh, the work uh, facilitating the basketball with 13 assists. And I, I felt like Vic just found his, uh, you know, his spots, uh, hit some, you know, wide open jumpers, uh, got to the rim, dished the ball out. And I felt like there was a path here just from this game to look at this and go, yeah, this could work. I mean, Vic still can be our best player and not have to carry the offense and 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 maybe this is new for him because that's not the team he left you know um before if we were going to win games he usually had to be the guy that was going to win it for us and um if he can be efficient scoring play tough defense and uh have timely uh, assists like um you know this is a role for him on a, on a good basketball team yeah i think you make a really good point there 
he definitely was pressing and forcing the action the first few games that he was back. Um, which, on the one hand, is a good thing. You want him to have that mentality that when he steps onto the court, he thinks of himself as the best player on the court. Um, and when he gets back to full Victor Oladipo-ness, I think that will be true. But I think he made, and maybe the team, the coaching staff or the other members of the team made a conscientious effort to say, look, right now we need you to take what the offense gives you, right? Find your spots within the flow and, you know, play solid defense and, you know, work your way back until you're you again, right? Let us handle this. We, you know, Brogdon's got it. You know, at some level, like trust in him, let him do the things. And TJ uh, and Warren has it. My goodness, thirty-five yeah, points. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he looked sure. unstoppable. Is is that what we need in order to get a W? It's sixteen and nineteen from TJ Warren, though. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we won by seven against a, a Giannisless Milwaukee team. Yeah, no, but they're they're incredibly long. They they play really good team they defense. Seem they to come at bother you. TJ. Yeah, it's true. But I, I just thought I thought when they decided in the second half to turn it on, um, we we really got flustered. And the fact that we were able to come back and close this game out because on this losing streak we have just crumbled down the stretch. <laughs> We've not been able to execute down the stretch, and and uh, we were able to this time. And and uh, you know I think that matters. I know Giannis wasn't there, but, you know, I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, just two days prior, we had crumbled against the Nets, right? I mean, that's a game where we're up four with two Under minutes a minute. to play. Or so. Under, Under a, a minute. minute to play yeah. mm-hmm. and and lose that game due to, you know, just poor execution, sloppy turnovers, sloppy defense, defensive breakdowns, giving Joe Harris wide open three-pointers. I mean... That's just non-Pacers basketball stuff. Um, and so, yeah, we got to find our way back out of that. I, th- I think that the – it's interesting, you know, that you're bringing in Oladipo, right, which is a huge shift in the way you're going to do things on both ends of the floor. And at the same time, um, McMillan and Burke have sort of started implementing different kinds of defenses and approaches to defense. We're switching a lot more or changing when we switch throughout the game, throwing zone. It's, I mean, these guys are capable. Obviously we've been in all these games, but it does seem like a lot all at once, you know? Um, I, 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 I'm terrified. I don't know what's happening. I, we lost this game, uh, this Nets game down the stretch because of our switching. We just got, mm -hmm. they kept um, putting us in mismatches and we kept switching and they they were able to produce mismatches on us and take advantage of it. Um, and also, there was confusion out of those switching, um, you know, that led to a wide-open Joe Harris 3, you know, uh, as we said in that last minute. Um, you know, they got a transition bucket um, from Joe Harris. And then a, a switch to, to get uh, Dinwiddie on, on Malcolm Brogdon, who's an excellent defender, but... Um, yeah, that, that's not really a mismatch for them. No, no. I mean, uh, you know... Uh, Vic was supposed to be on him, but like I'll I'll still take it. But in general, that I thought they um, they moved us around um, kind of at ease, and we didn't seem comfortable with it. And this is not something that that a Dan Burke team generally does. You know, 
Um, we, uh, you know, I, I don't know why we're trying to implement it at this moment. It seems uh, it, it did not work in that Nets game. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a tough way to end the game. Um, we've had a few of those this year. I just mostly I think I'm just sad for Damana Sabonis. I feel like we're just wasting away his triple doubles. <laughs> like <laughs> when you go hanging out a big goes out there and triple dubs for you, like go ahead and get the big guy a win, you know? Yeah. Um mm-hmm. and he hit what easily could have been a game winner with, you know, six. Should have been the game winner. Something. Yeah. Yep. Um yep. but you know, as far as integrating new defenses, I mean, clearly we had some stuff circled that we wanted to have in our trick bag, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On some level, when you head into the playoffs in the final stretch of the season, you know, we, we talk often about, you know, first, second, third, or even, you know, breaking up the season into different parts and what you have to do. Uh, and unfortunately, we have been without our best player for a lot of this. So, yeah, we got a lot of work to do, to do. I don't know that there is a good time. But, you know, going into the All-Star break, you know, you've got a few extra days off and some practice days to study the film and figure this stuff out. Obviously, this is stuff we feel like we're going to need in the playoffs. So, Got to do it. Well, I think this is a byproduct of, of how effective teams have been against the Pacers with these kinds of uh, changing defenses and whatnot. You know, you, you watch a lot of film. The Pacers are always a very well-prepared team, and you expect Team X to do, you know, one thing, and then they come out and do another. Or Toronto, you know, has been killing us by flipping to zone every now and then or something like that. And... I think smartly the coaching staff is copying that strategy and saying, Hey, let's use this to our advantage against other teams. Um, I just don't know if right now is the, the, the right time, but I mean, I guess, you know, whatever they're professional basketball players. They certainly have the ability to do, you know, to pat their head and, and rub their belly at the same time. Right. Yeah. And moreover, to some extent, in order to really play against these things, you will be advantaged by understanding how they work from the inside, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, for if sure. You can, if you can play zone yourself, you're going to be better at busting said zone when they throw it at you. And clearly teams are not going to stop throwing this stuff at us because we have not learned to beat it. That's right. And I think I think part of it was the coaching staff looked at that stretch of the schedule. I mean, I think they intentionally brought Vic back during a seven of eight game home stretch against some of the weaker competition in the league um, sort of, and sort of implementing these new things, sort of assuming that, yeah, we're going to struggle, but hopefully we can pick up we, a couple. Wins we won't go out oh, of six. This. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and they were almost right. You know, we were in a lot of those games could have won, you know, all of those of games. We could have won yeah, all yeah, of those yeah. games. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it was last week, Jason, that you said that we were in, you know, uh, Every game was clutch minutes. We were, you know, within five with five minutes to go in all those games. So those are all winnable games. Um, I thought uh, in that Nets game, we were pretty consistent offensively. Like, it, we seemed to kind of have, um, you know, we shot 49% from the floor. We had uh, only six turnovers. Um, I thought we looked pretty good, but we were almost mechanical there wasn't a real passion i thought there was kind of a low energy i was in the building for that one and um you know they didn't the crowd never really got into it um you know i thought they were doing some good things offensively but they they didn't seem ready to bust out of this um losing streak yet and um it was frustrating um i thought maybe 
um, maybe the team felt like if hey if we do what the you know coaching staff asks if we just do it the right way because we've been making a you know a lot of offensive errors over this this losing streak um, that we can just win this thing going away and the Nets hung around and we lost on the stretch and I think you texted uh, Jason that it was like Groundhog Day you know mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know we're in all of these games but we're we're having trouble executing on the stretch you always want to stop in a bucket. And when you're on the other side of that as the losing team, where they're just getting a stop in a bucket and a stop in a bucket to win a game in the last minute, uh, it's devastating. Oh. I mean, you look at the stats in this game. You said we shot basically 49%. We held them to 40. Yeah. Right? you got to win that had, game. We only had six turnovers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Six. you got to win that game. game. Yep. Yeah. And how did we lose it? The boards. Same way we lose them all. That's Minus true. 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, you know, the Pacers, we're in the all-star break now. Pacers don't come back. First game is Friday uh, at New York. Um, it's a long break. Yeah. And then, uh, which is good, I guess. It's mm-hmm. uh, and then <laughs> Sunday at Toronto, our nemesis right now. We get to play them for the final time, I think, this year. Yeah. Um, that's a, a tough two-game stretch i mean coming out of the break you never know how teams are gonna come out i mean new york's a different team we won't have to see marcus morris anymore i think we can Um, win that game without marcus morris i think we could win win it it with with him but yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. not according to last game we played him right and then toronto is going to be healthier you know the the break gives everybody a chance to get healthy so we'll see but yeah, All Star Weekend. We got a uh, All Star mm-hmm. to talk about. Yeah, yeah. So so uh, Friday night uh, was the beginning of the the, the uh, festivities in Chicago. Uh, I'll tell you what, I made two of the easiest dollars I ever made in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Betting the All Star game, or the celebrity game uh, against Colson. Uh, he picked Team Stephen A, and I thought that was That's outrageous. Crazy. Like everything else with uh, Stephen A, is outrageous. Uh, so I chose uh, Team Not Stephen A, yeah, which is Team Wilbon. And uh, also, I I went through the roster, looked, and I was like, ah, you know, I know I know a fair amount of these people. I like these guys. Uh, the captain was Common. I've been a big Common fan for many many years. Um, and uh, uh, Chef Jose Andres, he's a used to watch a cooking show he was on and uh he's he's done some wonderful things uh, as a uh, food humanitarian um and then there was just uh, team Stephen a well no i look i would not have bet on the uh, team Stephen a if i'd known that you were gonna get the uh, former secretary of education he was a last minute addition to your team arnie duncan was a last minute ad uh that was i that didn't was have lucky. all the information joe it was a stroke of luck, and it turns out the nobody cares enough about the celebrity game to update anything. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we bet all the money. We we bet all the money in my wallet, and it was two dollars. Yep. Actually, it was three, but I kind of a jerk and only gave him two. <laughs> also, you had a uh, uh, Caitlin Ohashi, the gymnast on your team, and she is five foot one. And I don't think she'd ever seen a basketball before. She's very good at flipping, but 
her dribbling yeah. was not uh, very impressive. So, but my favorite part about the uh, two favorite things about the celebrity game, uh, one is the uh, no Kevin Hart, which is great, and the second thing, uh, the second thing is the running clock. They just uh, they just right. let it they just, just let blow it go through this thing. Yeah, yeah, seems like the right thing to do. It it mm-hmm. certainly is. So, there was some weird. Uh, the uh, the the tip off was instead of a tip off, they did a tissue pull. Was that right, Cole? That is correct. Yeah, they just had a box of tissues and you pulled them out as fast as you could. Uh, and how many yeah, were in there? How long did this last? No, not, they they had cheated. They just like ripped open yeah, the box and pulled out the thing. It was a lot of cheating going on. Lots and lots of cheating. Oh, so there was a there was a flip cup thing where they were supposed to blow over cups with balloons, and again cheating. People were just was knocking there any them off with their basketball hands. played during this. No, 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 no. At least they're trying to make it a little bit. You know, there was a they did have the four point line, mm. which I'd say was about five feet behind the three point yeah. line. Uh, I think Quentin Richardson hit one. Um, oh, there were a few hit, it, and and those uh, maybe a couple uh, money went to charity if you hit it, which was good. So. Mm. So next year we can lobby to nix the celebrity game for uh, baby races, right? I mean, oh my mm, god, yes, please. <laughs> also on Team Wilbon was Hannibal Burris, who uh, I think that dude's hilarious, and uh, John Batiste, the uh, band leader of the the Late Show. Mm-hmm. So yeah, your team was better. Nice job, Jay. That's what the scoreboard said: sixty-two forty-seven. <laughs> Two dollars uh, richer. The after that, uh, at nine o'clock, was the uh, the Rising Stars challenge. Um, USA, I, USA. <laughs> I'll tell you what, guys. I was looking up and down uh, the uh, the box score. I just could not find Aaron Holiday's name on there. There's I know. <laughs> Strange omission. Yeah, That's what's messed that about? up, man. How is that? Is he not one of the top? You know. He's got to be in that group, right? Top 10 sophomores? Yeah. Or top 20, I guess. I don't know. He was a sophomore snub, in my opinion. Anyway, uh, USA wins this game 151 to 131. Uh, there was a bunch of uh, a bunch of nonsense in this game. It, it was, you know, very little defense, just like every other uh, game this weekend. Um Lots of crazy dunks. Oh well, uh, no, a lot of also missed dunks. Everybody was trying to like get them. There was actually the yeah, highlight reel, and they just were just clanking dunks left and right. Well, yeah, the uh, yeah by the end of the game is when they were they stopped playing all defense and were just encouraging people to just dunk on both sides, and uh, almost every one of those were missed. It was high hilarity, ball. in fact. Uh, and the ball would go, you know, it would bounce off the rim and go. Like just to, to midcourt, you know. Yeah, that's just saving time. <laughs> right. It's not like they're gonna pass. That's the quickest way to get the ball down there. Yeah. <laughs> Zion so they was were, in like, it. Getting, like, Zion tons was of, in uh, it. Uh, turnovers because of backcourt violations because their dunks <laughs> were going into the backcourt. <laughs> Zion was there. Uh, he is a freak of nature, and he uh, he messed up the rim in the first half. <laughs> One of his dunks like made the rim crooked. Yeah, they actually they had, had to they time. had to fix it at halftime. Yeah, so <laughs> that's awesome. Also of note, uh, Miles Turner was in the booth for the whole game. Uh, it, w- it was pretty fun, you know. He's, I, I think, you know, I don't want to see this day for a long time, but I think he he could have a a, a career in, in the media. 
I think he, uh, he he seems to enjoy really enjoy doing that. So how do you think he got that gig, Joe? Do you think he just called somebody up and was like, uh, "It's only a three hour drive. I can be there." Yeah, that I don't I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean he is nearby, and I guess you know they they knew he wasn't busy this weekend. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why him, and uh, I don't know. But uh, I mean he was definitely entertaining. I, you know he was talking up indie too, so. Um, you know, you know what, you know what it may have been was because the All Star Game is in Indy next year. Um, he did, men- you know, they mentioned that they talked about, you know, just the the love of basketball in the Indiana community, and um, yeah, so he said all, all all good things. He was only supposed to be there for like fifteen minutes, but then he just wouldn't leave, and he was <laughs> way too big for anyone to disagree with him. So, yeah. <laughs> shout out. Yep. So uh, yeah, team team USA in the second half uh, came out and just blew the doors off and uh, won by twenty points. Uh, so uh, All Star Saturday, we had the Skills Challenge. Demata Sabonis put up a really solid effort, but was defeated in the finals by Bam uh, Adebayo. Anybody uh, think he was rigged or? or <laughs> No, no, it wasn't rigged. But this is great, though. Uh, I I loved this. The skills challenge, normally I don't care about, but I was like, all right, well, I'm going to watch because DeMontis is in this. And uh, he basically, I mean, you know, he's long. He was able to go through the cones very, you know, not even that quickly, but efficiently, and he hit all of his passes uh, because he's a great passer, uh, while some of the guards and other people were struggling with that. And he hit his three-pointers. Um, he looked really good. Uh, he got all the way to the finals. I was super jazzed. I was tweeting everybody. Well, I don't tweet. I was texting people. I don't know what I do. Um, it, there was some sort of social media thing I was doing. I was very excited. Um, and you don't know which one it was. I, mean, I yeah. like that. But I was. I was. I was wound up. I was very excited. Um, he was TikToking. It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he gets to the end with um, a Bam uh, Adebayo uh, and um, you know two biggies playing in the finals. Uh, very exciting. Uh, Demonis has three looks at the 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 three pointer at the very end. They're both just going for the three pointer at the end to to win this one, and um, one of them the the two balls knock each other away from the basket. And then he hits one right after Bam does, but Bam's winning first, so uh, Bam wins it. But I thought Demonis uh, uh, put Pacers on the map for this uh, um, for this Saturday, where we had no other representation. I thought he looked great, um, and I almost won my bet against Jason. Almost got a steak dinner. Almost. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Definitely put the Pacers on the map. Nobody had ever heard of the Pacers. Yep, that's correct. Yep. <laughs> no, I thought it was. I, I thought it was good for um, Sabonis. I mean, like, you know, he's. We've been watching him all year, so we're well aware of how good he is. But, um, you know, to be on that stage and you know raise his profile and and get that recognition from other um, pros, I think is is huge for him. Um, the skills competition. I don't. It's fine, I suppose. It's fine. I don't need mind some it. Serious retooling, if it. But if it's it just like yeah, weird. Yeah. Like, because it just comes down to it's mostly just who running. hits the three faster. It's yeah, just, right. running, just running. Yeah, yeah. yeah and but like, like, there's no penalty. Like, if you miss your pass, like, yeah. we got to do it again. There's a well, layup sure, but in it. 
Like, <laughs> there's nobody in the NBA who misses layups. Right. No, I, I found it compelling this year mainly because I was root, I had a rooting interest, but I, I thought it wasn't bad. It's fine. Like I mean, it's it's sort of a warm up. It's, it's sort of like you remember they used to do the um, shooting stars with the old uh, uh-huh. uh, veterans. Like I I liked that. Like that you need something before the three point shootout and then the the dunk contest. You know, and this is fine. Uh, you want to go back to the shooting stars? That's fine too. I thought it was entertaining. Yeah, I, I, I want to see Steph Curry dribble for like ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, I think they could add more elements of skill challenges or something okay. like that. Like, yeah, like freestyle different dribbling. kinds of passes, or like, yeah, like you got to dribble under a bar or something like that. Okay, or like I don't know. Yeah, jump something, through a something a, fancy, a tire or something. Yeah. yeah, not just like running around. This is like it's like, it's like a crappy high school drill. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it is. It, it's exactly that. Yeah. Or they should uh, they should put throw Kawhi in front of you. <laughs> mm. Mm. Okay, there's a or there's a guy at the rim for the layup that somebody's trying to block your shot. That that could work. Just put Miles Turner out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, but no. Or they could just rebrand it uh, instead of you know as as the um, you know crappy high school drill. That's what they just call it. And we just. Mm. <laughs> Welcome to yeah. All Star Saturday. I'm not sure if that level of honesty is going to make me like it any better. <laughs> right. Anyway, yeah, it's fine. I'm, it was care. fine. Yeah. I enjoyed I'm, it. I'm happy, I was, I'm I was, happy for Dumbass. You're right. It raises his profile. Hopefully, he'll get some sponsorships out of the deal. Good on him. Yeah, yeah. he looked good. He looked good yeah. out there. He's super good at basketball. He's really good at really basketball. Really, no doubt about it. <laughs> One thing I actually I, I neglected to mention was that. Uh, this wasn't the skills challenge. This was the Taco Bell mm. skills mm. challenge. Yeah. You trying to get a sponsorship, so Joey? No, I just want to. I'm just here to report uh, with accuracy. <laughs> with accuracy. Uh, speaking of uh, uh, sponsorships, the uh, three point challenge was uh, sponsored by Mountain Dew, and you may have noticed because there was a Mountain Dew ball you got to shoot. In uh, in a Mountain Dew uh, extreme zone, or so, I don't know what they call that, but uh, <laughs> you got you got a Mountain Dew colored ball to shoot from. Uh, I forget. It what was thirty six feet, I believe. Thirty six feet. It was the Mountain Dew zone, six feet behind the three point line. It was called the special green ball. Was called the three ball mm. because it was worth three points. That mm. is very creative. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Anyway, uh, so this year went down like they, I guess, like they, they all do. Um, the winner, Buddy Heald, uh, dropped 27 points in the final over Devin Booker to win that one. Um, but the participants, um, Colson, do you want to take us through the, who the participants were? Yeah, no, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't have it in front of me. I was trying to get you to say uh, Davis uh, Bertrands. Bertrands. <laughs> Bertrands. Davis Bertrands. Davis. 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 Bertrus Bertrands. So, uh, no, I thought this was, uh, you know, you're underselling it, Joe. Um, Buddy Heald hit his last shot um, to beat uh, Booker at the buzzer uh, to win the three point shootout. I thought this was again incredibly compelling. I thought I thought I enjoyed this weekend, and and every competition was kind of 
you know, right down to the wire. I found it compelling TV. Um, I had bet on um, um, Lillard to win this thing. Lillard was uh, replaced uh, by Booker. Um, so I still had a man in the race on my steak dinner against Jason. Um, Jason had picked Bertons. Uh, Buddy Heald knocks us both out at the at the buzzer. So uh, mm-hmm. it was great. Uh, we you know we're we're close to picking the winners, Jason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we're quite good at this. Uh, Getting close. Yeah. No, I mean the three point contest is always cool. I thought the um, the the three ball in the Mountain Dew zone was uh, kind of an interesting wrinkle. I think it it didn't detract from the rest of the yeah, three point competition. It was I mean fine. you know historically we can't compare eras anymore but um yeah i, don't I thought know. it did that break up cool. some guys flow though and which is i was concerned about but i thought it also like let a couple oh, guys back Bertans, into the contest yeah, yeah. yep yep bertans so. got to the second round because of his he hit both of them in the first round that's right yeah so i will say that arguably the only storyline in this thing was uh devin booker who felt like he was snubbed for the all-star game did mm. get picked as Dame's replacement, so he had a little extra fire in his belly. Even though he's already won this thing, I think, but uh, created for something approximating drama and a competition that means nothing. That's yep. right. Yeah. I I, uh, I enjoyed it. I got one one quick hypothetical for hypothetical for you guys. Uh, <clears throat> do you think Larry Bird, if he were in his prime and there was a Mountain Dew zone, <laughs> is he extreme enough? Uh, to take on, you see, like Mountain Dew Zone, like all time. You know, is he is he one of those guys? So it's funny. I was watching uh, the pregame uh, of this, and they had Rip ha- Hamilton try to run through it. Uh, man's, you know, been retired for quite a few years at this point. Uh, was not exactly in shape. He pretty much needed oxygen at the end of this thing. Um, but he. Um, he forgot about the the Mountain Dew Zone both times. Uh, had to run back to it. Um, he missed both of the thirty six footers. Uh, I think airballed both of them, um, and ran out of time. Ran out of his seventy seconds before finishing his racks. Um, you know, he was. Uh, granted, he's a little bit older and a little bit out of shape. But like, this is a this is a different era. It's a different type of three-point shootout you have to sort of probably practice it and get ready for it and be in shape for it um larry bird tends to embarrass people but i don't know if he could come back right now and do it that's all I'm no saying. i'm saying in his prime in his prime if he was ready for it yeah he'd win this thing he would definitely uh yeah. win this thing and yeah. he would go he would wear uh you know in the first competition he didn't even take off his warm-up jacket yeah and he mm-hmm. kicked everybody's ass um, he would do that, um, but he would also have like a mellow yellow patch or something like that. <laughs> like whatever the competitor of Mountain Dew is. Wow. Mm. Yeah. I like that. And a point against Colson for comparing Larry Bird and Rip Hamilton. What the hell? Yeah, what's man? up with that? I was talking about like, minus X one players. Colson. X, X players, yes. older guys. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> So Buddy Heald wins this one and you lose. <laughs> of, clearly, I always. But he lose. was close. He was close. <laughs> yeah, he was close. He almost <laughs> won. Harper had you to win, but <laughs> never bet on Colson. No. <laughs> All right, last uh, last thing from All Star Saturday was the dunk contest, which has been uh, very drama filled. 
uh, Derek Jones Jr. takes this one, uh, but uh, Aaron Gordon, uh, who, who uh, lost in the final, um, uh, lots of people think that he should have won. Um, Including maybe uh, the judges? Apparently, yes, yeah. apparently, Common told Ramona Shelburne, we thought it was going to be tied after the last dunk. We were like, this is a tie. But somebody didn't do it right. I don't know who it is. Oh, man. We know exactly who it was. It was Dwayne Wade. Um, he agreed to do it and then uh, went ahead and switched his number so that uh, his Miami brother could uh, win. That sounds about right. Conspiracy. Yep. I mean, not really. It's actually just one dude. Yeah, and also we have we have knowledge of it, so yeah, so no um, conspiracy so at all. Just a thing. Did, did everybody watch this? I did. Yeah, yeah. Um, did everybody enjoy it? Is this not it was awesome? This, yeah, this yeah, is great, right? Good. Like um, I, when we watched the the game and the dunk contest in whatever 2016, which was Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine in extra dunks. I thought, you know, this is. The best duck contest I will ever see. This is amazing, and I still think that was better than this. But this approaches it. Um, I mean, this is this is Jordan Dominique. This is Vince Carter dominating in two thousand. Like this is. I think this is on that level. I think this is a top five dunk contest. I agree. I think that the problem that we have with the the dunk contest is that as soon as any dunk is awarded a fifty. Any dunk that's better than that, the highest score you can get is a fifty. So you're just like, and it's and it, it also seems like pretty quick. It's yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like, um, becomes not a quantitative thing at all. But people immediately like look at a dunk and you're like, oh, that's a fifty. Like, right. um, I and I don't know how to solve it because I mean the whole point of the dunk competition is just get excited about. These human beings doing crazy athletic yeah. things, um, and so yeah, let's give everybody elevens. Like that's fine, um, but it should be like maybe they, at least for the final, maybe they like don't give their scores after each dunk. But it's like you, or maybe they don't let random celebrities judge it. Maybe they have real right. people. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> who try and actually judge the thing? So, uh, or yeah, maybe a guy who didn't play with one of their uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, just Kenny hypothetically, Smith, Kenny Smith on air kept saying, "I liked it when we used to be able to give point fives because right. he was like, hey, look, that's an eight point five, or that's a nine point five, not quite a ten And he was like, "I think that would have solved this." I'm pretty you know? sure. And I think he's, he's not necessarily too, wrong. Didn't, it? didn't that dunk get a fifty? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I think that dunk got a fifty too. Yeah. Potentially, but um, I, you know, he's not wrong. Like there, there could be like, uh, you know, where you're like, oh, I'm between a nine and a ten, and you go ahead and give it a nine point five, and then that changes. It. So somebody gets a forty nine point five versus a fifty, and then we don't have to keep doing this. I mean, I, I love the more dunks, the the better, right? I mean, this was um, sure. There were there were three dunks that I want to point out. Well, maybe four. Um, one, the Pat Connaughton dunk, his second dunk. Pat Connaughton. Um, had both of my favorite dunks in that. <laughs> <laughs> he did the white man uh, can't jump junk. He was, was fantastic. Uh-huh. It was fantastic. It's, it's and his theory. second one, um, he goes over uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, throws the basketball off the backboard, and then still dunks it. Um, it was uh, something I'd never seen before, and I got super hyped. He got a 50 for that, uh, which was awesome. Um, 
the best dunk of the night I thought was uh, Aaron Gordon uh, because he's just the best dunker in the world. It was off the side of the backboard, uh, one-handed 360. I'd never seen yeah. that in yes. my life. I thought I it was absolutely the best dunk. I also thought he had the second best dunk um, with the uh, over chance the rapper from the side, and then he turns back around like with a one-hand yes. slam. So I thought he had the two best dunks. But Derek Jones Jr., in his defense, I know that there's some controversy that, you know, uh, Aaron Gordon's now been screwed two times. I thought Derek Jones Jr. was the most consistent dunker. Um, I thought all of his dunks were amazing. My favorite one was the reverse tornado through the legs. I would not have known what to call that, except Kenny Smith told me what that was. It was absolutely unbelievable. It was but his first, did he or, jump over Taco Fall? No, no, he didn't. He didn't. But Kenny okay, Smith said, there's a tornado warning in Chicago right now, which I thought was a really nice call. <laughs> that one was especially cool because not only did he do the reverse tornado through the legs, but he threw it down with authority. Oh, yeah, like he, that was a great He time. did the spin and then he like had time to sit there and like look at the rim and be like, ah, <laughs> yeah, he's got great power. That guy, amazing, is just, and grace. Yeah, like he just he just looks like a ballerina in the air. Like I thought he was yeah. his overall performance was very consistent. I don't think ballerinas can do that, bro. <laughs> Come on, his 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 last one where he was like uh, the free throw line, even though he's a foot over the free throw line with the windmill dunk. It was just so graceful looking, like his little his sure. his feet in the air. It was uh, beautiful. Yeah, he didn't to even MJ have to like yeah homage to MJ yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it and Dwight does Howard suck. was there. Yeah, Dwight Howard did a thing. <laughs> no, he was fine. He, put on a he cape. was fine. He looked old. He did look old. Yeah, he did look old. But uh, he was he was fine. I th- I thought he was going to embarrass himself more than he did. He was fine. Yeah, the other thing I was thinking about, like to break a tie, because clearly I I think that was a tie. Like both those guys were just yeah. doing the the best dunks they could do, and then at some point you end your repertoire. But to you remember, like, I think it was, like, way back in the 2000s, they had, like, the dunk wheel thing, mm-hmm. where you, like, spin a wheel, and it's, like, do this dunk. Like, do something, not that exactly, but um, basically, when Pull it goes, if it goes to overtime, like, make it a, um, a game of horse, almost, or something like that. Like, so, Aaron Gordon would be like, all right, I'm going to do this dunk, and then... Uh, Derek Jones Jr., you do it, and nobody score anything, and then we'll just see who did the dunk better, and that would be just how you decided. Maybe. Mm. I don't know. Well, people like the creativity, though, right? People want to see different dunks. Agreed. Agreed. But, you know, when you're splitting hairs like this, like... Sure. Yeah. I don't know. Just No. I... I, I, Look... I also like the wheel. I'm not (laughs) sure. Bring back the wheel. Bring back the wheel. In general, I thought... Um, all of these guys, I thought the dunks were creative. I thought they were powerful. I thought they, I thought the whole event moved pretty quickly. Um, I, people didn't take too many turns missing. I remember watching some years where it was like guys were missing like four or five because there were no rules on that. Like, I just thought um, it was a really uh, risk fun um, event, and and you know, uh, Aaron Gordon is going to go down as the greatest dunker of all time never to win the dunk contest. Is that is that do, do everybody agree with me he is? He does yeah. go down as the uh, as the uh, dunker with the most 50s in history without winning a dunk contest. 
It's like the regular season dunk champion. That's not what they give awards for. <laughs> oh. Shout out Aaron Gordon. Yeah. Two best dunks of the night. So that was All-Star Saturday. Sunday, All-Star Game. Uh, we are recording in the midst of it. So we, uh, we'll have to get the, our, our hot takes on the All-Star Game uh, to you later. Next Monday. Those will be Next hot Monday. takes. Hot <laughs> takes. Next Monday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am recording it. I'm excited about the new format. We'll see how it goes. Yes. All right. Well, we will be back with you on Thursday. Uh, Same as always. And if you want to hit us up, we are on Twitter at Undebeatables. We are on Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables. Our website, TheUndebeatables.com. There's a contact form there. You can use that to send us a message. Um wherever you're listening you can uh, rate and review us share share the episode with a, a pacer fan in your life and um, we've got t-shirts for sale on the website slash store for once and always coach Bobby Sucliner down in the hall of fame turn out the lights the party so far um, that was in honor. That was inspired by uh, Derek Jones Jr.'s fourth dunk over a guy off the backboard, through the legs, one-handed. Um, totally. I sang. It. I sang that to you all. It's, it's pretty obvious. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little on the nose. I thought. It, I thought. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little heavy-handed with that. One. A little heavy-handed. I, I, well, at first I thought uh, it, it was inspired by the Paul's George dunk when they did turn out the lights. <laughs> <laughs> Still his best dunk that, of the night. Nobody could see and, it. Uh, yeah, but that party was over because uh, nobody saw it. Put it in the yeah. Mm. Uh, oh dear. In retrospect, I I enjoy laughing at that now. <laughs> screw that guy. <laughs> screw that guy. What that. an idiot turning out the lights. <laughs> Yeah, right. For a dunk contest. We should have known then. We should have known. <laughs> He's like, you know what I want to do? I want to have 20,000 people not see what I'm doing. That would be great. <laughs> that should have been a red flag. It should have been. <laughs> uh, uh.